0: extremely wealthy person, so wealthy that the Qur'an Shari speaks about the extent of his wealth. But, إِنَّ ulil That the keys to that treasury is, let alone the treasures itself, just the keys only, it were so many that an entire group of strong men would have difficulty carrying it. Entire group of strong men. i be talking about strong men of that zamana, as the time is going. As they say, the new models are no more like the previous models. Before it was made of steel, now it's quite a bit of plastic. So that is in terms of vehicles, but similar in everything. That the quality, even in insan, the level of health, the level of strength is no more what it used to be. So in that zamana. A group of strong men had difficulty carrying the keys so what would be the amount of treasures and wealth so Allah Ta'ala granted him all this but then he was given four advices as well and though this way advice these were advices to Karun these are advices to us that's why the Quran Sharif is narrating it Allah Ta'ala is mentioning it in the Quran Sharif so that every personal day of tayamad, will take a lesson from these aspects and he will make his dunya also in the process and he'll make his akhirat as well. And that is the entire objective. So what were these advices? The first thing Allah Ta'ala said to him, that ma Whatever Allah Ta'ala has granted you, then seek the abode of the hereafter by means of it. Now in this ayat, in this first advice itself, there's so many aspects. One aspect is Allah Ta'ala is saying, وَبْتَغِي فِي مَا آتَاكَ اللَّهُ What Allah Ta'ala has granted you, in that now you use that to seek the hereafter. Allah Ta'ala didn't say, وَبْتَغِي فِي مَالِكُ That in your wealth you do this. Your didn't come anywhere. What Allah Ta'ala granted you, this is the dividing line between a person with iman and a person without iman. The person with iman is all the time focusing that this is not mine. Nothing is mine. And I have not achieved it with my intelligence, my ability, my effort, my hard work, nothing. Allah Ta'ala granted it. Otherwise, many a person has more intelligence than us Puts in more effort than us. Has more opportunities than us. And at the end of the day, he's still at a zero. He's still in the red. So what has made us be in the green and he's in the red? It's only Allah Ta'ala's fazl. So Allah Ta'ala is bringing this very, very clearly and vividly to us. That a mu'min, this is what his focus is all the time. It's from Allah Ta'ala, it's not mine. I have not achieved it. I have not acquired it with my ability, my strength, my understanding, my effort. It's purely the gift from Allah Taala. Now that it is purely the gift of Allah Taala, now it has to be placed. There, where Allah Taala wants it to be placed. That's the first aspect. Then in this, that wabtari, fima attakallah al akhirah. Now you seek the abode of the hereafter with it. The abode of the hereafter is the akhirat. That by means of this gift of Allah Ta'ala, you earn the hereafter. So, what is being given to us in this? What is the message in this? That a mu'min, when he is going to be seeking the hereafter, how is he going to acquire that hereafter? How is he going to acquire the jannat with it? First, he will go about it in the way that Allah Ta'ala has commanded him to do it. Otherwise he's not going to search for the hereafter. Then he's searching for anything but the hereafter. If he goes about acquiring wealth the way he desires, then what Allah Ta'ala wants from him and what Allah Ta'ala is promising him that he can't get. So a believer who is now seeking this hereafter al <todhi> then he is very concerned about how he acquires this wealth. It's not that, whatever comes, take. It's coming, let it come. How it's coming, doesn't matter. No, this is not the way of a mu'min. Mu'min is very concerned of how it's coming. And the other aspect is that this itself is not his objective because his objective is dar al-akhirah. So at no point in his entire life does he make the dunya his objective. Because the very dunya is supposed to become the means of attaining the akhirat. So where will the dunya become his objective? As soon as the dunya becomes objective, that is where the whole issue becomes corrupted. When the dunya becomes objective, then that becomes the passion of the heart. The love of the dunya then settles in the heart. And when the love of the dunya comes in, Nabi wasallam says that, الدُّنْيَا رَأْسُ كُلِّ That The love of this dunya is the root to every evil. On the one side in the Qur'an Sharif, this wealth itself has been called خَيْر. إِنَّهُ لِحُبِّ الْخَيْرِ This wealth of the world, Allah terms it as خَيْر. خَيْر means good. So in some verses of the Qur'an Sharif, this is termed as خَيْر. And yet in other places Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ It is all It is deception. Someway it is khair. way it is deception. It just depends on which side of the line a person is. If he is on this side of the line, where he is realizing that this is a gift of Allah Ta'ala. And he is exerting himself, or rather making his effort, in a reasonable manner, moderate manner, he's making his effort, but considering how I'm going to earn the akhirat with it. Then this becomes Khair for him. And he makes it the objective. It becomes hubbu dunya. And it becomes Mata'ul ghurur And in this hadith, Nabi Sallallahu says, the root of every evil is the love of dunya. If a person is stealing, why is he stealing? It is the love of dunya that takes him to steal. And dunya is not really restricted only to wealth. Dunya is a more broader concept. All the leisures and pleasures of dunya. Person is involved in some intoxicant. Why? He's trying to acquire some enjoyment, some pleasure, some leisure out of this whole thing. So, forgetting Allah Taala, he's trying to gain something, making this dunya the be-all. So he is now indulging in that. Somebody is engaging in some haram business practice why the same thing the love of dunya whatever sin a person considers somebody is engaging in zina the root issue is hubbud dunya the love of the pleasures of this world somebody is engaging in any haram any sinful activity the common factor in everything is hubbud dunya in this broader concept and when this becomes a situation then the biggest tragedy of it is that what our real objective was, a person becomes deprived of that. that our real objective was to attain the ma'rifat and the recognition of Allah Taala, to attain the love of Allah Taala. And there's only one heart. Person doesn't have two hearts. Ma jaal rajulin min fi jofi. Every person has one heart only, and with one heart, there can only be one love. Can't be two loves. Either it is a love of Allah, or it is a love of Ghayrullah. Either it is a love of Allah, ta'ala. Then, under that, he will still love his family. He will even love his wealth. That too is part of human nature. But provided that it doesn't affect the love of Allah in any way. That will remain uppermost in everything that will not be affected in any way. He will deal with his family, he will deal in his wealth, he will deal in his possessions, provided that it will earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And where that will, something will distract him from the love of Allah Ta'ala, then he can't get in that. He will sacrifice whatever that is. So there's only one love that can be in the heart. Either the love of Allah Ta'ala or ghayrullah And dunya in that sense becomes ghayrullah when a person has made dunya the objective the first thing is that this heart is solely for Allah Ta'ala. and this dunya this is a place of need Allah Rumi Rahmatullah he gives a beautiful example that the example of this dunya and this wealth is like the example of water and the person is like that ship sailing on that water As long as that water stays out of the ship, it will become a means of that ship sailing smoothly and reaching its destination. It will help him along. But if that water starts getting into the ship, it will cause its destruction. It will cause it to sink. As long as the dunya remains in the hands, remains in the bank, remains wherever else it is, but doesn't enter the heart, that dunya also will become a means of assisting a person in Deen the dunya will become a means of him gaining ad dar al-akhirah. Gaining the abode of the hereafter. But otherwise, if that dunya comes into the heart, it will sink a person. So Allah Ta'ala is saying that, اِبْتَغْي فِي rifima آتَاكَ اللَّهُ al akhirah, The seeking of the hereafter with it, we find that those who understood this reality, then they expended themselves in this manner. Hazrat Jarir ibn Abdullah a very notable sahabi of Rasulullah He was the leader of his people when he came to accept Islam. alaihi gave him great amount of ikram and respect and honor, laid out his shawl for him. And said, said, qawmin fa akrimu." When a noble person of some tribe has come, some people has come, then give him the respect. He is respected among his people, give him the respect. So in any case, he, after accepting Islam, he took bay'ah on the hands of Nabi Wasallam on various things and he says that one of the things was kulli muslimin, that I would be a well-wisher for every Muslim. Now one day he wanted to buy a horse so he sent his slave, go and buy a horse for me and come. So the person went, bought the horse, brought the seller along. So how much is the horse? said, so I did the deal for 300 dirhams. Jaribn Abdullah comes out and he looks at the horse and then he addresses the seller and he asks him that do you want to sell this horse for 400 dirhams? Now the deal is already closed on 300 asking him do you want to sell it for 400 so who is going to say I don't want to sell it for 400 this is now bonus now he said by all means I've already sold it for 300, you want to give 400 for it was your your choice, he then asks him again do you want to sell it for 500 the deal was closed for 300 now it's 400, now it's going to 500 then he brings him to 600, 700 eventually he asks him do you want to sell it for 800 well and good, you us pay 800 for it, so he gives him 800 dirhams and sends him off. Now, the others around are surprised. The deal was closed for 300, he was happy to sell it for 300, and now you gave him 800 for it. So he says, No, I had taken bayah on the hands of Rasulullah <laughs> that I will be a well wisher for every believer, every Muslim. And this seller did not know the value of his own horse. I know the value. The real value of it was 800, not 300. So he was selling it for 300, he didn't know its value. So my pledge on Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's hands to be a well-wisher for every believer, this demanded that I give him what his value is. He doesn't know about it. So now he's expending that wealth. But he is seeking akhirat with it. ma He knows full well that he spent it in well-wishing for a mu'min. That wealth hasn't gone anywhere. It got invested in the very best investment that a person can find. When a person loses some money, then he's hurt about it, he's grieved. But he lost a thousand rands, it hurts him. I lost a thousand rands. I took a million rands and sent it offshore. He's very happy about it. He's elated that it worked out. Now somebody says that thousand man went away out of your pocket. That you were grieved about. Now the whole million rand is gone. Does you happy about it? He says, no, it's not gone anywhere. You don't know. You are thinking it's gone. You saw the balance in the bank went down by one million. So you're thinking it went away somewhere. It didn't go anywhere. It's invested. You see, is saved. So that is saved as far as dunya is concerned and that too is temporary sometimes while a person is saved, has saved it Allah forbid sometimes that saving also goes up in the air one person who was living in Burma before the revolution took place and I met him in Karachi once and in the course of the conversation so he was giving some of the incidents that happened at that time And he says, Allah, Allah, protect one and all. People had to leave. Many of them just left with the clothing on their bodies. Many remained there. But the wealth that they had packed away, saved away. Now overnight, the currency changed. And whatever currency you had, you had to bring it to the bank and change it. But provided it was obviously something you could bring to the bank. And if it was something not declared now that became a musibat people with their own hands burnt the stacks of notes that they had safely kept away with their own hands they set fire to it so that they don't become into a musibat and problem because of being found with it so that is sometimes saved but for how long so there's no problem with saving we shouldn't misunderstand but the point is that the real saving is وَبْتَغْهِ فِي مَا آتَاكَ اللَّهُ al akhirah. When a person is sent it offshore in dunya, he is very happy. He will be happier if he realized that the real investment is the akhirat. When it's gone in the akhirat, nobody can touch it there. And there the returns are beyond what this whole world can give him. So وَبْتَغْهِ فِي مَا آتَاكَ اللَّهُ akhirah So Jarir ibn Abdullah radiyallahu ta'ala an practically demonstrated this, that I lost nothing. I've invested it. I've invested it where nobody can touch it. Then Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا dunya. There are many other things in this regard. Time is limited. But just perhaps one more thing. One hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, "Rahim Allah." May Allah Ta'ala shower his mercy upon that person. Now imagine some Buzru comes, some very senior personality comes and we ask him, make dua for me and he makes a person, some general dua he makes for everybody but we asked him for some personal dua and he takes our name and makes dua for us that is our Eid and by all means we should ask for dua Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us this being the masoom Nabi of Allah Ta'ala and whose duas are beyond the entire universe whose duas can compare to the dua of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam yet Hazrat Umar radiallahu is leaving for Umrah Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says la tan sana fi dua'ika. Don't forget us also in your du'a Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is telling Hazrat Umar radiyallahu don't forget us in your du'a so to ask for du'a is something established from sunnah but here the du'a is from Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself Ya Allah you shower down your mercy upon whom rahimallahu rajulan samhan Allah that person who is very easy going easy going in every sense easy going within the four walls of his home easy going out wherever he may be but in particular three things are then mentioned when he is selling he is easy going when he is buying he is easy going Often we regard it as a great achievement to drive a hard bargain. So that person, we can squeeze the last drop out of him. He just feels happy that, well, it doesn't matter, I got my cost out. He must just feel happy about that, that I got my cost out. Well, I didn't lose anything. And if we manage to squeeze that last drop out of him, then this is a sign of our intelligence. This is a sign of what a good businessman I am. Whereas Allah's Nabi sallam is saying that may Allah ta'ala's, Allah's Nabi sallam's dua, may Allah Ta'ala's rahmat pour down upon that person. Who's easy going when he's buying? He's not squeezing out the last drop. And when he's selling, the person can't really maybe reach the price. He's making a fair profit, he lets it go. He's not trying to exploit the situation in some way, not trying to just make a killing out of it. He got his face Live and let live. He's happy about it. Somebody is owing him. So he that's his right. He is entitled fully to demand his right. But even in that too, he is easygoing. Yes, he's fully entitled. Somebody is not paying him his right. He's entitled to demand it in whichever permissible way is poss- he has. But Allah's Nabi Wasallam is making dua for somebody on a different level. May Allah Ta'ala's rahmat paw on that person. That when he's asking for payment also, he's easy going. Now the person who darul akhira. His focus is on darul akhira. I want the year after. This dunya, some little will come, little will go. I'll get my fascia, this will get their fascia also. In this easy going, I might not make a killing, but I'll live and he'll live, nobody will die. He won't kill anybody. So in this way, he might have seemed to have not gained so much of dunya sometimes, but he gained the dua of Rasulullah <laughs> And the dua, which make, that dua that, Ya Allah, may your rahmat pour on that person. So The person who, وَبْتَغِ al His vision and his focus is akhirat then he thinks on these lines. And the other aspect in all this is, the message that the lesson is being given to us is, as already discussed, that dunya is not our objective. So a mu'min doesn't eat, drink and sleep dunya. He earns dunya. But he eats, sleeps and drinks deen. In other words, his heart and mind, there's deen revolving in there. He doesn't, 24-7 24-7 be engaged in how he can multiply dunya because he knows what is meant what is in the drum must come out and whether I put one tap on it or five taps on it only that amount will come which is in the drum and what is in the drum of my taqdeer no matter how many taps I put it all depends now if I put five I'll have to run around five times and if I put one Allah ta'ala will grant me out of the one but it must come one drop less cannot. One drop cannot stay behind. لَنْ تَمُوتَ حَتَّى تَسْتَكْمِلَ رزقها. No soul can ever die until it has completed every drop and every grain of its sustenance. Will not leave the world till that has happened. So thereafter, Allah, Allah says, ولا تنسَ نسيبَكَ منَ الدنيا. The second advice Tarun was given, but this was advice for everybody. Don't forget your share in the dunya also. Not that a person, everybody is not on the level of Siddiq Akbar radiyallahu anhu. That when Nabi asked him, What did you bring? because he swept his house clean and came. But the contents was minimal. Because whatever was there he brought it. the quantity was minimal. They asked him, What did you leave behind? I left Allah and his Rasul sallallahu sallam behind. But everybody is not of that caliber. So, don't forget your share also of the dunya. But the manner of the expression is very, very clear. That this dunya is not the objective. Your share, something on the side, your share, take it. It's not really the thing to focus on. Your share will come. So, whatever your, the rights of people that have to be fulfilled, must be fulfilled the rights of your family, the rights of relatives, the rights of the poor and orphans, the rights of neighbors. So these are rights as well. So don't forget your share in fulfilling these rights. And then Allah Ta'ala says, that just as Allah Ta'ala has been kind to you, the one is rights. But there is something beyond rights also, there is Ihsan. So you also now show kindness to others just as Allah Ta'ala has shown kindness to you. And actually in reality, this is kindness back to ourselves. The very famous hadith of Bukhari Sharif, where one person overhears a, a cloud being addressed, a voice from the unseen addressing a cloud that you go to so and so's land, and you go in water. That land, rain on that land. A cloud is being commanded, a voice from the unseen. And now this person is walking, and he's seeing this cloud is moving in a certain direction. Direction of Bukhari Sharif. So he starts following it. And as he comes to a point, he sees that this cloud starts raining, and the water is collecting in some stony place, and it's flowing in a certain direction. So he starts following the water. And as he comes to a point, there's somebody standing there with some uh, instrument, some like a spade or whatever, and he's guiding the water where he wants it. Some on this end, some on that end. So the person who came along following the cloud, he asks him, What's your name? Said, what you worried about was my name? He said, I want to know what's your name. So he says, But why do you want to know what's my name? So he says, Well, I heard a voice from the unseen. Commanding this cloud to water somebody's land. I don't know what's your name. So he says, this is my name. So he says, well, it's the same name that was mentioned to the cloud. That going water so and so's land. What is so special about you? That from the unseen where everywhere else is doubt and you are being given this divine help that your land is being watered. He says, well, nothing special about me. He was an ordinary Muslim fulfilling his commands, his obligations of deen, doing whatever his responsibilities were. And he says, well, I have this system that whatever my income is out of this land, so one-third of it, I fulfill the needs of my family with it. I spend one-third on my family. One-third of it, I put it back onto the land and the one-third I spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala. And that is my system, I maintain that. So he says, this has been the reason for this divine help. Now he was making ihsan on others. That ihsan came back to him in such a dramatic manner. That ihsan came back for himself. So, ahsin, kama ahsan Allahu ilayk. Ihsan, on those who become a means of us earning that wealth. Again, another narration of Bukhari Sharif, the, very, the three people that got trapped in one cave. In one storm, they went into a cave, and this huge rock fell, and they were jammed, they were st- stuck in there. And then each one presented some good deed to Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala, and made dua with the wasila of that good deed. Ya Allah, by, the, by your grace on the basis of this if it was done for you remove this rock from our way one of them what did he say another this person worked for me and when the time came after his work for me to give him his due he felt some whatever that perhaps i wasn't giving him his full payment and he got upset and left it and went away now it was not he hadn't just hadn't changed hands yet so that particular wealth hadn't become anybody else's ownership it belonged to him but he says that what I did was I invested it after some time long time had passed and this employee came back and said please give me my due so he says your due see this whole valley filled with goats the whole valley all this is yours take it all away all these animals, everything is yours. So he says, look, I didn't come here to fool around. Don't mock me. I came for my payment. It was a small amount. So he says, I'm not mocking you. I invested that for you. And all this is yours. You take it and go. So he took everything away. He didn't leave one goat behind also. Now the point is, that this person did this deed of ihsan. This was a great Ahsan because it was not that person's right that this should have been invested on his behalf and it should have been looked after. All this was not his right in any way. He wasn't entitled to that. In fact, this money, all these goats also didn't belong to him. It belonged to the person, the owner himself because that money hadn't changed hands. So it didn't become anybody else's. So this whole value still belonged to him. But he made this Ahsan. And now when he is in a moment of difficulty, that Ahsan came back to help him. On the basis of that act, Allah Ta'ala moved this entire rock from the way. Amen. Now outwardly it seems like a loss. The whole valley of goats you just gave it away. And many a person sometimes gets this kind of negative uh word encouragement doesn't fit in. This negative incitement. What do you want to do this for? It's not your duty to do this. Why you to go out of your way to help this person and that person? And you did your share, but somebody looks at a point beyond that. That I've been commanded in the Quran, Shari'ah, "Ahsin kama Ahsan Allahu That you also make Ahsan, like Allah Taala has made Ahsan upon you. That Ahsan comes back to him in his hour of need. So that employee also. Making a on him that earned this mention in Bukhari Sharif. It earned this mention on the tongue of Rasulullah. So, a person who has this focus of the akhirat, then he earns in the way that will earn the akhirat. And then the last thing Allah Ta'ala says, Don't ever commit corruption now on the basis of this wealth. Don't commit mischief and corruption on the earth of Allah Taala. Corruption in all its forms, allowing that wealth to create pride—that is corruption also. A person is now dealing in a proud manner, dealing in an unjust manner, dealing in a way that breaks the commands of Allah Taala. So all this is part of corruption disobeying the commands of Allah Ta'ala in the process of earning that wealth. It's time for salah. and Now, well, I can't, I can't help it. Everything has to carry on. It has to be business as usual. Whereas a mu'min, somebody who's got his focus on the akhirat, whether it is the 15th of February, or whether it is the 15th of December, doesn't make any difference to him. It's not that if it's the 15th of February, and it's a little bit earlier in the masjid. Ya Allah, business is bad. Ya Allah, please open the doors of risk for me. And it's 15th of December. Ya Allah, I can't come to your masjid now. Risk is pouring. No. In 15th of Decem- December, also, he knows that this risk is coming from Allah ta'ala. But therefore, I have to answer the obligations from Allah ta'ala first before everything else. So, wala tabghil fasada fil ard. Now, he earned it. Now, don't spend it in a way that creates corruption. Don't spend it in haram. Rather, all the time be that person. رجال الله تلهيم تجارة ولا بيعاً and ذكر الله وإقام الصلاة وإيتاء الزكاة يخافون يوماً تتقلب فيه القلوب والأبصار. Allah تلا speaks about men. Sometimes, also maybe tell somebody these kind of words: Be man enough. Not a man. Allah Ta'ala is saying, are you a man? If you want to be a man, then there's the yardstick. Judge yourself. رِجَالٌ تِجَارَةً وَلَا That men, they are men who neither trade and nor buying and selling. Makes them unmindful on ذِكْرِ from the remembrance of Allah ta'ala is salah and establishing salah and paying the zakat. And zikrullah, remembering Allah ta'ala, does this refer to sitting in the masjid and making zikr only? No, the whole moment, after every moment that they are engaged in that business, they are remembering Allah ta'ala. This is halal, okay fine. This is haram, I'm not going to touch it. That is remembering Allah ta'ala. So in the process of earning it, every moment, they are remembering Allah ta'ala. And then at crucial moments, the Muslim will say, "Hiyal al-salah, ala al-falah." So, wa ikam is salah? This trade and merchandise selling and buying does not make them unmindful of ikam is salah, establishing their salah. They got no targets in the world that I got to reach this target and that target. Their target is the akhirat. So, if I made something less because I closed my doors for the sake of salah, I didn't lose anything. My target is the akhirat. What ikam is salah? If some customers went away, it was never meant for me. What is meant for me can't go anywhere. Indonesia. Islam spread in Indonesia by Muslim traders. And when they came, they settled. And people started seeing their akhlaq and their beautiful dealings. And as a result when these people would shut their doors for the sake of salah, despite other businesses being open, they would go nowhere, they'll wait. And people ask them, but what are you waiting for? He said, no, we saw something different in these people. They were people, وَبْتَغِ آتَاكَ اللَّهُ They were people, rijal, رِجَالٌ لَا تُلْهِيهِمْ تِجَارَةِ وَلَا بَيْعٌ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Now that that money has come in, Wa i'ta is zakah." they paying the obligations that are due on it also. And they're using it where Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. Now they're not using it in ways that earns the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala. And why? They fear the day when hearts will overturn and the eyeballs will overturn. The awe of that day, the day of Qiyamah. They're afraid of that day when they will have to give an account of themselves. How was this wealth earned? How was it spent? And every cent will have to be accounted for. They are worried about that day. As a result, they conduct themselves in a way that will now keep them on the path that will take them Ilad Daril Akhirah towards the reward of the Akhirat. So this wealth is a great gift from Allah Ta'ala. It's a na'hmad, but it's a nahmad when it's earned correctly when it is earned with the correct intentions, it is earned with the correct focus, focus is akhirat, and it is earned with the intentions of spending it correctly and in the aspect of ihsan and in the aspect of not ever allowing one cent of it to become a cause of corruption in any way then this person has made this wealth a means of akhirat for him, then he has made it khair then he has made it a great boon and a great favor for himself May Allah wa ta'ala grant us a tawfeeq of earning the wealth that Allah ta'ala has given us in a way that Allah ta'ala is pleased with us. Spending it in a way that Allah ta'ala is pleased with us. And may it becomes a means of us earning the stages of the akhirat with it. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانًا We
1: said to الله Lord, we have seen the Lord. Muhammad, the Lord, the Lord, وأصحابه يا رب صل وسلمنا إما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله. لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله <speaking> in Allah, la ilaha, in the la ilaha. la Inna la ilaha. la La ilaha illallah la ilaha la la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha la ilaha illallah la ilaha la ilaha illallah la la ilaha illallah la ilaha rasulullah sallallahu wa taala alayhi wa ho jaye mera dil likh tu ho tohi tu ho tohi tu gair se bilkul hi uth jaye nazar tohi tu aaye nazm dekhun jidhar aur mere tan mein bajaye aabogil dard e dil ho dard e dil नफ्सों शैतान दोनों ने मिलकर हाय किया है मुझको तबाह ऐ मेरे मौला मेरी मदद कर चाहता हूं मैं तेरी पना मुझसा خلق में कोई नहीं गो बदकिरदार तू भी मगर गफर है रब बख्श दे मेरे सारे Ab torah e bastad me a akhir wild e zaba e me ilah La ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la la لا ilaha illallah the Lord. The la is the Lord. The Lord is إله Lord. Allah Allahu jalla jalaluhu amma الله الله کی سپیار نامه عاشق کامین ارجامه الله الله کی سپیار نامه عاشق کامین ارجامه آهرات جز اسم نبود رازه را غیر خدا محرم نبود Ahrajus asmahamdam nabood, raze rageri khoda mihram nabood. Elahi ee banda ra ruswa makun, garba dumman sir man peyda makun. Elahi ee banda ra man peyda makun. ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو تو آ تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے اب تو آ اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو Chor Nissani Bastiku Basti Allah
2: <laughs> Allah <laughs> Allah <laughs> Allah <laughs> Allah <laughs> Allah 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 Allah
0: اللهم لك الحمد كله
1: ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي عن عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله
0: ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخف لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان. يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك. يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك. ربنا هبلنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا
1: قرة أعين. وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا رَبَّنَا فَخَفِّفْ لَنَا ذُنُوبَنَا وَكَفِّرْ عَنَّا سَيِّئَاتِنَا وَتَوَفَّنَا مَعَ الْأَبْرَارِ
0: رَبَّنَا وَآتِنَا مَا وَعَدتَّنَا عَلَى رُسُلِكَ وَلَا تُخْزِنَا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ إِنَّكَ لَا تُخْلِفُ الْمِيعَادَ اللَّهُ oh, most loving Allah, Ilahul al-alamin, ya Allah, forgive all our sins, ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the entire Ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, shower down your maghfirat on the Ummah, ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, remove the suffering of the Ummah, ya Allah. Throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are suffering, remove their hardships and difficulties, ya Allah. Allahu alameen, ya Allah, you grant ease and afiat, ya Allah. Allahu alameen, ya Allah, you protect the Muslims, ya Allah. Protect the iman, the a'mal, ya Allah. Protect the lives and the wealth of the Muslims, ya Allah. Protect their honor and dignity, ya Allah. Allahu save safeguard the Muslims throughout the world, ya Allah. Allah, give us the tawfiq of doing those a'mal that bring down your rahmat, ya Allah. throughout the world, save the Muslims from all those a'mal that bring down your rot and azab, ya Allah. Allahu alameen, ya Allah, you grant us istiqamatan and deen, ya Allah. Allahu alameen, let us focus towards the akhirat in everything, ya Allah. Let our businesses be focused towards Akhirat, Ya Allah. Let our wealth and efforts be focused towards Akhirat, Ya Allah. Full our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Full our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of ya allah ilahul Alameen. remove the love of love of everything that is ghayr ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah grant us the understanding of deen ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah fill our hearts with the love of the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah fill our hearts with the love of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah give us a tawfiq of following his mubarak way of life ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah all those who have passed away fill their qabrs with nur, ya allah make their complete maghfirah ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah all those who are ya allah seek give them shifai kamila ajila musta Ilahul Aalim, all those on any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove their difficulties and hardships, ya Allah. Ilahul Aalim, at the time of, oh, they take us with the kalimah, Allah, Ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, ya Allah, take us on tauba and nasoh, Ilahul Aalim, take us on iman-e kamil, ya Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from death in a condition of sin, ya Allah. Ilahul Aalim, save us from death in a condition of sin, ya Allah. Ilahul Aalim, ya Allah, you save us, ya Allah. Ilahul Aalim, make our cemeteries gardens of jannah for us, ya Allah. Grant the Shafat of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi sallam. Allah give us for Fir'dos without any reckoning, ya Allah. Ilahul Aalim. all those who have passed away from our families throughout the Ummah, Allah make their complete makhfirat, ya Allah. Grant them for Fir'dos, ya Allah. Ilahul Aalim. all those who asked us to make du'a for them, ya Allah fulfill all their needs of dunya and akhirat, ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, ya Allah. Ilahul Aalim. Ya Allah, all the good that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam begged for, ya Allah, we are also begging for all that good. Whatever Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sought refuge from, ya Allah, you protect us as well, ya Allah. Allahu wa inna خير ما سالك من نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك من نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله واصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين